This is the Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday Morning Quarterback Edition of The Leach Report. Live from Wild Eggs of Lexington, it's UK football talk on the menu today. You can interact with the show by tweeting at Leach Report or email leachreport at gmail.com. And you can call on the drinksword.com hotline at 877-904-1080. Now, alongside former Wildcat QB, Freddie Maggard, Here's the voice of the cats, Tom Leach. Hello, everybody. Welcome into our Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday morning quarterback edition of the Leach Report on location at the Wild Eggs in Hamburg, our mobile Clark's Pump and Shop studio. And uh, Freddie will uh, join us to talk about Kentucky and Mississippi State come up this coming up this weekend. Of course, no game to break down on Saturday. Um, I don't know how you break down an open date, so uh, we'll maybe talk a little bit about uh, national college football, some of the other games that uh, played out over the weekend, kind of where things stand as uh, we have already, I guess, made the turn on this season as there are five games left for Kentucky, but uh, obviously two big ones in the next two weeks with uh, Mississippi State and Tennessee. And the first one is down in Starkville. And the Bulldogs were installed as a two-point favorite yesterday. Um, I think Oscar's always on top of that, Oscar Combs. And I saw he uh, tweeted that out. And then the last I saw last night, it had already flipped to where Kentucky was a one-point favorite at most of the the sites in Vegas. So that seemed a a little more in line with what I was expecting. Certainly, uh, home court ad- home field advantages some value, and Mississippi State comes off a decisive win over uh, Vanderbilt. As we get into our Wildcat news of the day, presented by Giuseppe's of Lexington, the Bulldogs of Coach Mike Leach won forty-five to six in Nashville. Game was close for maybe a little over a quarter. Uh, Mississippi State had an early turnover. Uh, Will Rogers finished with three hundred eighty-four yards passing, <clears throat> four touchdowns, a couple of picks. Had another pick that was overturned on review. And now the Bulldogs go to four and three on the season. And they have had several close games. I mean, they beat uh, a solid NC State team. They beat LSU in a close one. Um, they um, uh, had a, a couple of nail biters early. I think uh, Louisiana nearly beat them, uh, Louisiana Tech, uh, early in the season. So Kentucky's obviously going to have to uh, control the passing attack because Mississippi State ran for less than 100 yards on Saturday and don't uh, have much in the way of a rushing attack, as we'll get into the analysis when uh, we talk to Freddie. But Mississippi State last year really struggled against Kentucky. It was uh, Kentucky had played Ole Miss and um, got uh, burned on some big plays and I think went away from some of the man coverage and got into uh, more zones, and that's been effective for them for a while, and bothered Mississippi State. Kentucky picked off six passes. Um, if not for a Kentucky miscue that led to a safety, the Wildcats would have had their first shutout of a conference opponent in, since 1996. Uh, but uh, they... Uh, decisively won the game. So, you know, Mississippi State will have a little chip on their shoulder for that. Mark Stoops will talk about the matchup and uh, his team coming up at noon today uh, on the uh, uh, weekly news conference. And then uh, he will also then have the radio show tonight at 6 Eastern 
imagine injuries will be one of the, the first questions because they've been talking about Josh Ali getting closer. Stoops said last week at his one media session that Ali uh, was working with the trainers and, and getting closer. So we'll see if he can return this week. Don't know if any of the other injured players will be able to or not. A couple of the notes that we'll get to. Um, KSR's Jack Pilgrim has a report that I saw that uh, Cal is going to do an in-home visit or in-person visit with the Dem Bona uh, today on the heels of Bona's visit to UCLA. So um, that's a maybe a, a last uh, word for Cal to get in in this recruitment that uh, certainly seems to be between only Kentucky and UCLA. Now, UCLA had been, uh, Bona had been trending for UCLA, according to a lot of the analysts in recent weeks, but some of the interviews I've, I've heard and uh, things I've read in the last, say, week or so, seems like people are kind of backing off that a little bit and that uh, there is a sense that it is too close to call. So uh, it uh, maybe Kentucky's recapturing a little bit of the m- momentum in this particular recruitment. Kentucky has offered 2023 point guard Robert Dillingham as well after a visit. Blue-white game was Friday night. Uh, it's good to uh, be back working a game in Rupp Arena with Mike. And uh, Oscar Sheboy was incredibly impressive with 25 points and uh, 21 rebounds in the blue-white game. Uh, you never take uh, blue-white game numbers uh, for much, but uh, it was just impressive the way Oscar played. Uh, I know Mike was uh, incredibly impressed with both Sheboy and Ty Ty Washington. And you walk away, I think, not seeing any glaring weaknesses at this point. So we'll see them in action against outside competition for the first time this Friday when they play the first of two exhibition games against Kentucky Wesleyan. Links to the stories that we talk about each day can be found on the Bud Light Leach Report page at TomLeachKY.com. We are on location at the Wild Eggs in Hamburg. Our Wildcat News of the Day served up by Giuseppe's of Lexington. And that's a great stop after the races for this uh, final week of the Keeneland meet that's coming up or before or after a U.K. game. Go to Giuseppe'sLexington.com to make your reservations. You can also order Giuseppe's gift cards for the holidays that are not too far away, and they'll even mail them out for you. Giuseppe'sLexington.com. We'll be right back. Look for the Leach Report on Facebook. Show updates, contests, and other cool stuff. Check it out today. Welcome back into our on-location show for the week. It is uh, always at the Wild Eggs here in Lexington. It's either the Hamburg or Palomar location. We happen to be at Hamburg today for our Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday morning quarterback show. And uh, Freddie Maggard is going to be alongside here shortly. He's got school drop-off duty. And uh, we're farther away from uh, Versailles here in the Hamburg location than we are in Palomar. So uh, Freddie will be here uh, any second. In fact, Shannon, go ahead and... uh, Give him a call. We'll uh, just get him on the line if for the last part of his drive over here. Uh, let me give you a couple of more notes uh, while we do that. Kentucky Volleyball scored a five-set win over Arkansas on Saturday night to improve to 8-0 and in the SEC. And now they go down to play the team with the second-best record in the league, Tennessee, on Wednesday night. This will be televised on ESPNU. So, um, Coach Skinner, I uh, ran into him over basketball practice one day last week. And... Um, Things are uh, going very well for the fifth-ranked Wildcats as they uh, have uh, handled defending their national championship pretty well so far. Freddie Maggard joins us now on the line as uh, he makes his way to our location here. Uh, Freddie, I was telling you, you had uh, school drop-off duties, so that's a higher priority, obviously. How was the school (laughs) line today? 
It was good today. It's raining, so it's a little slower than usual, but yes. it's okay. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, you know it's it's a haul time from Todd from Brazil yes, to uh, Hamburg, so uh, <laughs> I'll be there just shortly. But yeah, you know, one thing that that I already read about Mississippi State that uh, they're going to honor the baseball team, the national champions, uh, Saturday when when Kentucky plays down there. So. Uh, it's going to be a, a, a wild crowd. The cowbells will be out, and uh, it's a game that, that Kentucky should win. But you never know because Mississippi State with that with that offense, if they get hot, then it can be tough to tan- tough, tough to handle. You know, Mike Leach really doesn't even try to run the football. Only 137 carries. Mississippi State's last in the SEC and last in the nation in running running the football, uh, but leads the SEC in passing. So. It's a typical air raid attack. I think with Mississippi State, that defense is what makes them so threatening. That three-three-five, Zach Arnett, the coordinator. That that's a good defense. Only giving up ninety-three rush yards a game. Yeah, I was looking when I, last week when I was preparing for Georgia and looking at numbers for their defense, which are uh, obviously a little scary. But uh, Mississippi, Mississippi State kept showing up when I was looking at Georgia numbers. Mississippi State was you know a spot or two behind in, in some of those categories. So um, that uh, I think because of all the attention that the air raid gets for uh, for Coach Leach, that uh, their their defense gets overlooked a little bit. It does, and it's actually the opposite. The, the reason that Mike Leach has been competitive at Mississippi State uh, has been the defense that Zach Arnett is, is a. Coordinator came over from San Diego State, uh, runs that three-three-five stack at times, and it's, that defense has given Kentucky a lot of trouble. Uh, before Mississippi State had played Alabama, it had only allowed two rushing touchdowns for the season. So, uh, really, really focuses on stopping the run. Now there are avenues for Kentucky to throw the football. Uh, Play-action pass has hurt Mississippi State. Those safeties. Those second, third level defenders get awful anxious in trying to sell out to stop the run. So play action passing is something that Kentucky is good at, and I think that Lee and Cohen can can attack that defense with. I have to think off these uh, last two games, and obviously one of them was, was a loss. But I thought the offense and, and Will Levis and you and I talked about it last week played well given the caliber of, of defensive unit they were going up against at Georgia. So I have to think that uh, Will and, and just the entire offense is kind of in a, in a good state of mind right now about the, what they're doing is starting to click for them. They should be, Tom, because, you know, again, throwing for 192 yards against that Georgia defense, Will Levis stood tall in the pocket and completed 32 passes. 12 to 1, you know, Robinson, but only went for 39 yards. So the entire stadium knew that Wondell Robinson was, was Kentucky's only receiver that could hurt Georgia. So I think the bye week has been very, very important to get Josh Ali back. Kentucky really, really needs Ali back in that lineup to take some pressure off Wondell Robinson and give Will Levis another viable option. At the, at the receiver position. I know we've not heard anything about Isaiah Cummings and his injury. He, he's a tight end that can stretch the field, but uh, they're going to need Ali, if, if he's back this week, to take pressure off Wondell Robinson. And that run game needs, needs to resurface this week. Only 51 yards last week against Georgia, which is understandable. Uh, but Mississippi State only gives up 93, so they're, they're stout against the run as well. But Kentucky, in order for that play-action pass 
to attack Zach on his defense, you got to get the run game going, and I think that's going to be an emphasis for Kentucky. We were talking last week um, here on the Monday Morning Quarterback Show about uh, Levis, and um, you made the point that you were kind of uh, had a, a little bit of a Missourian approach to, to Levis. You know, words, yeah. show me. Yeah. And um, I, I think you have uh, seen some things that you like in these last two weeks out of him because there were questions about accuracy on the short to intermediate throws and those uh he's obviously that's all he had down at georgia and he completed 32 of 42 and with some drops and then uh his management the way he moves around in the pocket seems to have improved as well yeah his pocket awareness and pocket mechanics have increased throughout the season uh yeah i was tough on will and he answered a lot of those questions against lsu uh by extending plays with his legs and through the air. Uh, but the, I, any doubt that I had, and not doubt, just, you know, I wanted to see more. Uh, I think I think everybody was caught up with the with the banana and mayonnaise and all the off-the-field stuff. <laughs> I wanted to see more as a quarterback. And Will Levis showed me that against Georgia. My, I, really, I truly respected his effort against the Bulldogs. I mean, he, he earned my respect by – what he did in the pocket because the pressure was there. He still completed passes and he was accurate. So he needs to carry that on to Mississippi State because it's going to, it's going to require another big game from Will Levis for Kentucky to win because, you know, Mississippi State's a defense. You're not going to line it up and run for 250 plus on. It's just the way it's built and, and it, the coordinator's intent to stop the run. Kentucky's going to have to throw the football to win in Mississippi State. Now, defensively, Brad White has done a lot to mask the fact that, that Kentucky is thin at corner, but those corners are going to be on the island, and, and Mississippi State will expose any uh, any 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 alterations from technique. Mark Stoops talked about how he wanted to see his corners better at the top of the route. Well, you, you're going to get that against Mississippi State because with tempo, uh, it's going to be a lot of just one-on-one, and Kentucky's going to have to win some one-on-one matchups at the cornerback position to be in Mississippi State as well. We'll talk more about this as we continue with our Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday morning quarterback show from the Leach Report at the Wild Eggs in Hamburg. Chatting with Freddie Maggard, former Wildcat QB, and we'll continue after this timeout. This is where the Big Blue Nation gathers. It's Talk Radio 1080 and the Leach Report, followed by Kentucky Sports Radio. It's our Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday Morning Quarterback Show here on the Leach Report with Freddie Maggard. If you have uh, questions for Freddie, tweet them to me at TomLeachKY on Twitter, or you can email LeachReport at gmail.com, or you can always give us a call as well. Uh, Freddie, we were talking about Will Levis going into the break, and I remember having this conversation and uh, talked about it on, on the broadcast of the LSU game that um, what uh, Liam Cohen uh, talked to uh, Will about going into that LSU game was getting to, getting him to slow down to uh, yeah. be able to you know do all the things at, at top speed that an athlete needs to do, but mentally to to just slow down and not to you know try to hit a home run every time. And um, he said he made a good point. He said, "Look, Penn State didn't ask him to play drop back quarterback as Kentucky is, and he has had at that point five games." in that role. So maybe that was a big part of what we're seeing here in these last two games. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's football is like many sports. You you go fast to slow down. It sounds strange, but it's true because you have to go fast due to the tempo of the game. But mentally, you have to slow down uh, your thought process, and that comes through repetition. That comes through experience, and you, you frequently hear talking heads say. Well, the game has slowed down. Well, to me, it appears that the game has slowed down for Will Levis. Uh, but I, I like the combination of Will Levis, the, the quarterback that, that, that we saw against Georgia that was processing quickly, but not panicking in the pocket and go through in his progressions to make 32 completions. But I also like the Will Levis that, that ran the football against LSU and you saw against Georgia uh, also, because that is a aspect of his game. And that's an aspect that we're going to see on Saturday because Mississippi State is an aggressive defense, and and he could he could do a lot of damage with his legs. But I, I like his processing. I like his eyes. Saturday last Saturday against Georgia, and things are going to come quickly against Mississippi State. I, I can't say enough good things about that Mississippi State defense. And, and we saw it last year. Kentucky won what twenty six to two. But offensively, didn't do a whole heck of a lot. Uh, I know it's a different system. Uh, you know, you had your defensive score, and you had Josh Pasquale you get down to the 10 and, and all other things. But uh, Will Lavis is going to have to play. He's going to have to combine that LSU-Georgia performances into into what travels to Starkville on Saturday. Uh, we're into our, our final minute here, so we'll get <clears throat> into more of the Kentucky-Mississippi State analysis in the in the second half of the show. I'll just close out this first half of uh, the Monday morning quarterback show here by uh, telling you that as a uh, former military man, uh, I am I'm concerned about the, uh, the uh, national defense and the security of, of our country uh, after the weekend when uh, the Army defense gave up 10 touchdowns to Wake Forest. <laughs> My goodness, I know I had my eyes on that game, and that, yeah, that yeah, score. When was the last time Army scored fifty-six points and lost? Yeah. So I mean, that? you're talking about a contrast in style. Uh, that that game really was a contrast of Wake Forest, who who's a heck of a football team. The Fighting Brad Whites are what seven and zero and, and and playing well. But yeah, too much for Army, and that did concern <laughs> me as well, Tom. All right, we're halfway home. We'll continue with Freddie Maggard in just a moment here on the Leach Report for the Wild Eggs and Hamburg. This is the Leach Report on Talk Radio 1080. You can interact with the show via Twitter at Leach Report. Now here's Tom. Now I'm sitting across the table from Freddie Maggard. Yeah, made it. <laughs> uh, the uh, the school drop up drop off line went well. So yes, that's good. Yes. And uh, Freddie is here uh, with us uh, on location at the Wild Eggs in Hamburg for our uh, Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday Morning Quarterback Show, and uh, we'll get into some of your questions here in, in a bit. Uh, we were talking about um, a lot about Will Levis and the Kentucky offense. Let me uh, jump off script just for uh, a second and um, like. Coaches and players, I'm sure you got a chance to maybe watch more football than maybe you might normally do when you were wrapped up in a Kentucky game. Um, you know, I, I look at this. I think obviously Georgia's legit, mm-hmm. um, but Cincinnati, is number two, could have uh, could have lost to Navy. They ended up winning twenty-seven to twenty. Oklahoma probably should have lost to Kansas. Yeah, all the teams. And, and oddly, the the voters punished Oklahoma for a poor performance, but did not punish Cincinnati for a poor performance. So, yeah. no consistency whatsoever in the rankings, and it is what it is. But yeah, I got to watch uh, 
watch a lot of football. Uh, Alabama, Tennessee, watch that one closely. Tennessee um, played them close, but Alabama gave Tennessee two touchdowns by blown coverages. Uh. So that score is a little bit misleading. Uh, you got to see them watch Mississippi State and Vanderbilt, which was, you know, it is what it is with, with Mississippi State, and, and just watch a lot of good football. It started out Friday. I had. Uh, at Johnson Central at Letcher County Central and uh, beautiful setting. Uh, yeah, I saw stadium. you were writing yeah. about the, how great the facilities yeah, were. Yeah, setting was cut right there in the mountain. It was a beautiful facility. We uh, played a baseball game uh, at Breathitt County 40 years ago. Uh, but, you know, in in those mountain yeah, settings yeah. sometimes you get beautiful. really cool locations yeah. where you, they're cut into a mountain. Yeah, or, yeah Pine yeah. Mountain made a great background for the game. But uh, Grant Bingham at Johnson Central is the real deal. Future really, Wildcat really, lineman. Really impressed me. Not only his size, his arm length, but the way he moves, uh, the way he runs, was very impressive. Um, I uh, watched a little bit of uh, the the game that wouldn't end between Illinois and Penn yeah, State. It was our first glimpse at what the new rules are. I don't know that they come into play <laughs> yet beyond two overtimes, but it basically it's like a soccer penalty kick. They just keep alternating. Uh, you, it's run, running two point conversion plays. Yeah, and only the Big Ten could produce a what eight nine overtime nine game. overtime game nine overtime games with a final score of twenty to eighteen. <laughs> only in the Big Ten. The Big Ten looks to be like everybody's the same other than maybe Ohio State. Yeah, Mark Ennis in Louisville radio described the Big Ten perfectly. It's always dreary wherever <laughs> they play. It the sun never shines on a Big Ten game, and it's always seventeen fourteen or so. So. Yeah, all those overtimes, still not a lot of points. Uh, and um, so Penn State takes uh, takes a loss and uh, to uh, former SEC coach, Arkansas, Brett Bielema, good yeah. buddy of uh, Mark Stoops, got a, a nice win for his program. Talked about uh, you know, Oklahoma. Um, it you know it just seems like there's a, a lot of the same after Georgia. Yeah, it's Georgia, I think, and everybody else. <clears throat> you know, Alabama, I think. You know Alabama has the talent. Yeah, has the talent, but it's defensively there's there's a lot of errors there. Mm-hmm. Offensively they're good but not great. Uh, but I, I'm still not sold on the Georgia offense, even though it's coming. It did played you know nine yards of play against Kentucky. Yeah, not sold on that Georgia offense, but defensively in a league of their own. So I do think it's Georgia right now and everybody else. Um. Kentucky goes uh, down to Mississippi State on Saturday, where it has not won since 2008. Uh, but uh, you look at some of those games. Um, two years ago, uh, Sawyer Smith was playing hurt. Yeah. Um, and Kentucky still had a shot. Um, the two years before that, I'm trying to remember the circumstances. I know Mississippi State won decisively. I don't think Kentucky was playing pretty very well at that point in the season. Then 15 you know, they were uh, Dak, Pre- Dak Prescott of yeah. Mississippi State was just better. Yeah. 13, Kentucky nearly won down there. It's a great story on the 2013 game. Stoops' first year, they thought they had a shot at Mississippi State, and it turned out they, they did. They lost a very close game down there at, on a Saturday night. Uh, first time they'll be playing at night uh, since then. And Bradley Dale Pivato was the special teams coach. And I would uh, was chatting with him that week about, uh, you know, just things for his, his area. And... Uh, he said they thought they could get an onside kick. And he said, when you see me turn my hat around, you'll know it's coming. When I get the right look, and I think we can get it, well, late in the game, they're, they've scored to get to within, I want to say, maybe two. 
And I looked down there. I hadn't told anybody this. I just kept that to myself. I looked down there, and I see the hat turned around. And I'm like, oh, here it comes. So I'm ready for the onside kick. Perfectly executed. Kentucky recovers it. And there was a guy that was six inches away from, on the other side of the, of the play that was six inches over the line, and they got flagged for offsides. And then uh, so Mississippi State held on and mm. won. But just a, a funny story that there good, yeah. from Starkville. Where you got here, ton. Yeah, good guy. Yeah. He's back uh, last season, I think, at one point. Came by the, the radio show on a Monday night. Um, Starkville, you're going to hear all the cowbells. Yes. Um, they're coming off a you know a decisive win, and they've got some nice wins. They beat NC State, beat LSU. So uh, they're going to think they have a, a great shot to, to beat a top 15 team, yeah. Kentucky now 12 in both polls, so they, they're going to come in thinking that uh, it could be a big win for them and propel them into a strong finish. Yeah, again, they're going to honor the baseball team, so mm-hmm. that, that's going to add to the hysteria. But you look at the Mississippi State offensively, we all think about the air raid, 6.5 yards per pass attempt, so it's a dink and dunk offense. Yeah. A couple things Kentucky's going to have to do, like I said earlier, the corners are going to have to win some one-on-ones on top of the routes meaning they're going to have to make plays on the football. Contested plays, 50-50 plays, Kentucky corners are going to have to win. Secondly, the Wildcats are going to have to be really sound tacklers on Saturday because the air raid relies on pass catchers in space making plays, making players miss one-on-one. A lot of those short crossing routes, you got to wrap up. Brad White was really good against Mississippi State last year by dropping eight, rushing three. But you had Phil Hoskins. You had uh, uh, Quentin Bohanna. You had Josh Paschal. So you're going to have to create some pass rush with the organic three in order to effectively drop the eight. And you're yeah. without two of your starting and defensive linemen. you're without two of your starters. So that, that adds to it. And you're going to have to be successful strategically blitzing Will Rogers. Strategic, you can't just go out and sell out because of all the crossing routes. Mississippi State receivers get those wide splits, so it really puts those corners on the island. So a lot of emphasis on Cedric Dort and Carrington Valentine this week. That might be one tweak to the air raid with putting the receivers out, kind of that Big 12 look of so wide. But essentially, it it all still goes back to the phrase that they used with the quarterbacks here when Coach Mummy arrived and uh, Mike Leach was his second in command on offense. And then kind of the the next in command was a grad assistant at that time, Chris Hatcher, who had played quarterback for Hal. And they all talked about the message they kept giving to the quarterback. It was Tim Couch at the time. And then uh, Dusty was behind him. Throw to the grass, which meant when you scan that field, uh, they're looking for an area where they've got a one-on-one matchup and there's a lot of green grass around. Yeah. Find that guy, and if you break one tackle, then you get a big play. Yeah. And if not, it's like a running play. Mississippi State has a lot of pass catchers, a lot of receivers. I noticed the other day they had like five guys that caught five passes. Yeah, three players with 40 catches or more. Uh, Mal- Malachi Polk is, is first with 50 uh, Wally has thir- I mean, there's a bunch with a lot of catches. But so there's I, not a go-to there's guy. There's not a go-to guy. I guess Polk would be a go-to guy. But the way Mississippi State, in my opinion, hurts teams, the receivers, yeah. I mean, you're going to get you're going to get catches because they're going to throw it 56 times a game is what Rodgers averages. But how I think Mississippi State can hurt you is those running backs. Throwing the football to the running backs, which is an extended handoff in that offense. Jaquavius Marks. 51 catches as a, as a running back. Dylan Johnson, 43 catches. The, that's a lot of receptions for running backs, which tells you, if you look at those numbers, 
that's an emphasis with 94 catches and two running backs. That's an emphasis, and that's how Mississippi State makes up for being dead last in the country in rushing with only 136 rush attempts is throw the football to the running backs. That brings your linebackers up. You start bringing your linebackers up to, to, to counter throwing the football to your running backs. That's when Leach will sneak a wide receiver over top. The air raid worked so well from the beginning here because they walked into Tim Couch. Right. Will Rogers is not Tim Couch, so you have no. to find a way to force him. He threw two picks, almost three on Saturday when yeah. he got overturned. So he will, he'll make mistakes if you can uh, get a little pressure on him at the right time. Yeah, and the air raid is a quarter is, is a system that you don't have to be great at quarterback. You just have to be good, and, and you have to rep that up. And you Rogers, have to be accurate. Yeah, and Rogers, Rogers is accurate, does not have a overly strong arm. Uh, he is going to throw passes from from the hash to the sideline with air under it that that you can break and and get an interception so that's something that kentucky is going to have to do i I think the advantage kentucky has in this game is the back third yusuf corker ty asian Devontae robinson that safety nickel position have played a lot of football and played against this offense last year did really well the safeties in 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 that position the back third can keep everything in front and then tackle mm-hmm. like he did last year. Tackle well, and that's what Kentucky's going to have to do is, is is tackle well in space. Mark Stoops is probably going to say this a lot this week. This Saturday is going to be a lot about one-on-one matchups, whether it be against the, in a tackle or in pass coverage. Yeah, so you don't let a, a swing pass to a back yep. go from two yards to yep. 12. Or, or, you don't 20. let a, a hitch route or, or a screen go from three yards to 13. We're on location at the Wild Eggs in Hamburg for our Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday morning quarterback show with Freddie Maggard, and we will continue after this timeout. Find out more about the voice of the Cats and get great coverage of the Big Blue at TomLeachKY.com. And Freddie Maggard is here. It is our Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday morning quarterback show. We're on location at the Wild Eggs in Hamburg talking about the Kentucky-Mississippi State matchup coming up this week. Freddie does a uh, tour of the state every Friday night going to different high school games for uh, KSR, and you can read about his coverage at KentuckySportsRadio.com. You stayed in a haunted hotel in your hometown? You were yeah, it's called the Benham Schoolhouse Inn. It, it's an old school that was turned into a hotel. One of your schools? No, it was a rival school, so the, the, the ghosts were really not happy <laughs> I was there because we used to beat them. <laughs> and uh, it's beautiful. Uh, yeah, it, it was great. I enjoyed going back there. And you know, this tour across Kentucky has been wonderful. You know, last three weeks I've been Henderson, Glasgow, and Whitesburg. So you know, it, it's just it's terrific. I did a uh, talk to the Harlan Boys and Girls Club. Yeah, great club down many there. years ago. Yeah. And uh, I went down early. I was doing an afternoon radio show at the time, so I went down early and did the show from the radio station uh-huh. and uh, there downtown and gentleman was helping set me up pointed across out the window said see over there that's where k woods uh men's store was yeah you know, yeah with a friend of his i think yeah 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 so they do a lot of great work at the at that club they do. yeah um we're talking about kentucky and uh mississippi state this week um getting josh ali back you talked a little bit about it earlier but uh just to have another receiver that could um give the defense uh more problems. Maybe Demarcus Harris can step in. He had a couple of catches down at Georgia, yeah. but nobody had taken the 
the uh, bull by the horns, as the saying goes, and, yeah. and stepped up after Josh went down. So getting him back would be huge. We don't know if it's going to happen, but uh, I think there's some optimism. Yeah, I mean, if he does, and Kentucky needs him because Harris Harris is a possession receiver right mm-hmm. now this, this at this point in his career. Um, but Kentucky can't have a lot of drops like it had against Georgia. I mean, yep. that, that that's something. You do that again this week, you're going to get, you're going to lose. I mean, that's just the way it is because opportunities are not going to be there. Mississippi State defense, that's that's the fourth ranked defense in the conference. So uh, very good. I, I know I've talked a lot about it, but you get opportunities, you're going to have to capitalize. And, and Josh Ali uh, can get to that third level. You know, Kentucky needs, and you know, Wanda Robinson is that threat. But you're going, you need to need Josh Ali because you know, again, I don't know about Isaiah Cummings. Yeah, well, I would suspect we'll find out more today, yeah. but it just doesn't feel like it. Yeah, because it doesn't yeah. feel like he's coming back this Moving week. Moving Trayvon Morgan down to tight end, you know that that talk. Yeah, but uh, UK has to get some threats downfield, uh, and, and, and other than Wondell Robinson and Morgan, the transfer from Michigan State, got some size, about six six, and he yeah. uh, has uh, been dinged up, so starting to get healthy. So maybe, maybe I mean, you, you've had a little time here to. Mm-hmm whether it was him or others they could take a look at, but you've got five games now to kind of um, – is your home stretch. And these uh, next two are going to be kind of toss-up games. I mean, you're either a slight underdog or a slight favorite, depending on who you, you talk to for this week. And then you know, Tennessee certainly played a lot better. Yeah, I mean, the schedule is, is the opposite of what we expected. We mm-hmm. all thought that the, the front end of the schedule was going to be the tough part. Well, in actuality, it's the back end, Mississippi State. It is who we thought they were going to be, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, but Tennessee's much better, and then Louisville's good. Yeah. So those are three tough games that Kentucky's got in this back stretch, and it all starts with Mississippi State. That's why I think this game is so important to to accomplish some of those goals that are out there. You got to beat Mississippi State on the road. Yeah. Not a ranked team, not a great team, but a good team that is unique. Now it's almost like Kentucky's playing a military academy today, uh, Saturday. It's not the wishbone, but it's that it's something that, very something different. You don't see every week. There's... You don't see it, and it's great that Kentucky's coming off a bye week to to, to scheme that up and yeah. prepare for that. Because one of the thing, one of the ways that Mississippi State is good is that it's unique. It's unique at the air raid. It's unique with that three three five stack that it runs defensively. So it's got a it's got a unique personality of a team, which makes it difficult to play. But a wide beat will help because you can prepare and, and rep some of that in practice. Here, but it's uh, hard. It's hard to replicate because of the speed, the tempo, and the depth at receiver that Mississippi State. It's hard to replicate in practice. Yeah, you make a good point about the open day because Georgia's just more of a traditional type of offensive approach. Yeah, Georgia's playing yourself. Yeah. I mean, basically. So uh, this is this is different. This is and, and it's going to be good for the next week because Tennessee goes fast. Tennessee. We'll spread you out, but we're on the football, but also the tempo will be the same. Going to get to our final break, and then we'll come back with our final segment of the Leach Report. Monday morning quarterback edition presented by Shuffle Bean Coffee from the Wild Eggs in Hamburg. We're at the Wild Eggs in Hamburg for our Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday morning quarterback edition of the Leach Report. Uh, enjoying uh, Wild Eggs omelets and all kinds of good stuff here as the Crowd's starting to pick up. It's always a little later arriving crowd here. Fills up early over at the Palomar location when we're over there. We'll be back there next week. Uh, Freddie Maggard's on location with us as we're talking about Kentucky and Mississippi State. I would imagine Kentucky's had to spend a little extra time in the open date working on the old uh, 
uh, protection unit for field goals and points after. Yeah, <clears throat> four block kicks this year. Uh, that that's a lot. And and Mark Stoops has said he's going he's addressing that, and and that's something that going to have to be addressed because because it's all been the same way up the same right way up the middle, up, right up the middle, and uh, could see some personnel move there to get bigger uh, where where the rush has been coming and giving Kentucky trouble. Um, Kentucky. Uh, Ability to run the football against Mississippi State. What do you think? They're only giving up 93 yards a game. So Mississippi State is is really stout against the run and plays that way. Uh, it's intentional. That's why I'm saying play action passes. Is going to, they're going to have to establish the run to 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 move into the play action phase of, of the offense. And looking back at what Cohen did against Georgia, he schemed up 32 completions with really one wide receiver. That's tremendous. Yeah. He caught twelve of the thirty-two. Uh, yeah, and you know we're seeing that, seeing him develop in that. But at the end of the day, Kentucky's got to get back to itself, its, its true form, and run the football against Mississippi State. It's going to have to. Uh, so, it, if Kentucky does not rush for one hundred and fifty yards or more, they're going to be in trouble in Starkville. So, you got to get some run game going. And uh, be nice to to get the the deep ball back into this. We knew yeah. we saw it early. And ULM, by the way, is playing pretty well, four and three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, but teams are just you know loading up on, on Wandale Robinson. But if you yeah. get Ali back, maybe you can. Yeah. Uh, I think the last one I think they even had close on was there should have been a pass interference in Florida on a post pattern they were going to hit. Yeah. If Wandale doesn't get held and then interfered with, but. Uh, you know, I don't know that they've even come close to one since then. Yeah, and again, Zach Arnett, defensive coordinator at Mississippi State, is really good, really smart. So he's going to bracket Wandale Robinson until uh, if Ali is not back. Yeah, until somebody else can beat you. I mean, that that's just how teams are going to play against Kentucky, and uh, hopefully, one uh, Josh Ali will be back. Freddie, safe travels to wherever you're headed this week. All right, thanks, Tom. And we will be back tomorrow with the Tuesday edition of the Leach Report. See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening to The Leach Report. Make sure you check out the podcast page at TomLeachKY.com whenever you miss a show. And be sure to follow The Leach Report Facebook page. If you have a question for Tom, email it to leachreport at gmail.com. See you next time, right here.